You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. Our expert guests help you to understand coronavirus disease 2019 and how you can manage your health, well-being and financial security during this time. This is Dr. Kalinda Linda, clinical psychologist and SADAC board member. And I'm here to talk to you about the extension of lockdown and how we cope with this. So from the beginning, I think lockdown has been a very difficult word for any of us to come to terms with, because this word implies a loss of freedom, a loss of choice, a loss of movement. Um, For children in high school, for example, who've been just waiting for the holidays, um, it's been a loss of that. It's been a loss of connection. So there's been a lot of loss in this lockdown. And I really feel that I would hate to be our president at this stage because he's not doing this lightly. He must be aware of what's at stake. And he's got a very, very difficult balance because when we're talking loss, on the one hand, there's a loss of life and nobody wants that. And, you know, everybody's been affected. It's not like this only affects one or two people far from us, like Ebola and that sort of thing. And then on the other hand, he's got other losses. He's got the loss of psychological health, maybe the loss of patience. People are really frustrated. This huge increase in stress. So a loss of a feeling of security. And then job losses, economic losses, and all the financial effects of that. So this whole thing is all about loss. And this is exactly where we need to begin. So hearing this news, we need to let ourselves grieve this loss that maybe we weren't officially hanging on day 21. And some people were, definitely. But I think for others who were trying not to do that, in the back of your head there was still this sense of, okay, another week, we can do this. So many days, we can do this. And now that we know we're basically starting again, which is a horrible thing to say, but now I've said it, we can let ourselves go through this process of grieving. So initially, there'll be a shock denial, and that can happen for a few days even. We, we just can't believe it. And we, in fact, can't believe that the world is in the state that it's in. You know, we've never experienced a pandemic before. We've never had this sort of uncertainty like this before. Just on the other hand, we've also never experienced the selflessness and everybody uniting like this before. But coming back to this process of how do we let ourselves grieve this loss and move forward. Once the shock denial has settled, we start to think. And this is where we've got to be really careful. Because this stage, which we call bargaining, is where we would make a pact with anyone just to make this go away. And we can start to feel really desperate. And with this, we can start to blame. And that's never a good idea. Because at the end of the day, who is to blame? And once we open that particular file, we'll be there for hours and just get angrier and angrier. And this is the next phase after the overthinking and blame and how am I going to get out of this? And at that point, we're not really making much sense. We're more just thinking, thinking, thinking. And this does lead to the emotional stage. So this is where we get really angry and we blame, we're frustrated, Uh, We're just angry about this whole thing. And it's an impotent anger because there's not very much we can do about this. And then we start to feel powerless. So some people will act out when they're angry. And there is a healthy way to release anger, of which physical exercise, pulling out weeds in the garden, 
you know, do a few push-ups if you're not in a condition to do that. Do something physical. If you need to throw cushions around, do that. But we've got to get rid of some of that anger because the anger comes from feeling powerless and just unable to move beyond this. And this is why we call it impotent anger because there's not much you can do in that moment anyway. And then you can spiral up into an anxiety and start panicking and catastrophizing. And of course, there, there are reasons why we should be anxious. You know, it, it's completely valid. There are many dangers that, there, that are involved in this situation. Economic, financial stress, psychological breakdown. Of course, we can have some anxiety. But if we let it spiral up for too long, so I would give about 10 minutes tops, and then we're going to have to do something. And then the other way that it can spiral is down. And this is despair, where we can start even heading for a depression. And this is where we think of only the negatives in the situation. And we magnify those, where this is it, there's no hope, it's never going to get better, the economy is completely shot, etc., etc. And I can tell you, people around the world are thinking like this, it's not just here. And so once we've had this horrible emotion all over the place, pulling us in millions of directions, this very unusual feeling comes and we become calm and we start to accept the situation. And this is round one. And then we go back to shock denial and then we go through the whole process again and again and again. And while this is happening, we're processing but if we get stuck in one of those places before we get closer and closer to acceptance, we're going to have a problem. So if we're fortunate and we get to more and more acceptance, this is a very good thing because from this base, we can start to take some power back. We can start looking at what can I control, what's within my power and what's not within my power. And we can start reality testing the extreme thoughts we can start planning, we can get some support. And when we're talking about support, please don't ever discount the power of a hug. And I'm talking a proper 20 second bear hug. It really does make a difference. Similarly, if you've got animals, just stroking a cat or a dog for a minute or two. And all of these things cause strong physiological changes. And this is part of the support. Other forms of support would be emotional support. And sometimes, even if you're the most rational person in the world, sometimes you just need to have a good vent in a safe place, a good cry, just let out all your fears. It really does make a difference if the place or the person where you're doing this is safe. Then we also need practical support. You know, that might be people who are bringing you meals. It might be financial support. And that is where we're very fortunate that there are many packages that are being released from what I understood, where there will be some assistance economically. And we just got to try and get that practical support where we can. On top of this, there's information support. So try and make sure that you don't fall for the fake news, although sometimes it looks very authentic. So use your own logic and maybe get a few sources and give it a day just to see if it comes out that the news is real or not. So information has, it's never been more important to get accurate information. And then, as I said earlier, companionship, even if that's a pet, Netflix, your dog, 
the sounds of people around you. So we just got to try. There's nothing else we can do. And then also having pockets of normality. So maybe you're just sitting down to supper, just like normal. So just pockets of normality, because we've got to try and look at this thing as the big picture instead of just this one facet. And that might sound very simple, but I'm in the same situation as you. And this is what I've been using to try and come to terms with this. And just something else is that I've been saying to people for some time that we need to think in the big picture that even if lockdown had ended on the 16th, there is going to be a time where we readjust and there will be a positive and a negative combined. So some policies are going to actually be beneficial and this could be in economic terms, it could be in environmental terms, perhaps just a way of life. You know, instead of being lifestyle oriented, shall I say, we're actually all having to adjust to a simpler form of life. And we're actually looking at other human beings as human beings. And so I'd like to encourage each person to think about what's your part going to be? Are you going to build up or are you going to break down? I'm not saying you're not allowed to be angry. I'm not saying you can't be upset. But what I mentioned earlier about the support, that's the best way to do it. Give yourself about 10 minutes at a time. And if you can't snap out of it, go and do a micro task like washing the dishes. I'm not joking. These are things that we recommend for depression, for panic. And it's really just a distraction just to get you back to normality. And I promise you it works. I do all of these things myself. So coming back to my question, what will each person's part be? So are we going to break up or are we going to break apart? What are we going to do? Are we going to spread anger or despair? Are we going to try and move through this, accept what is, help other people do the same, try and reality test? So all of us really are sitting here with a choice. And this reminds me about a beautiful teaching I once heard at a meditation class. So all of us are in different stages of coping, accepting, not. And we all built differently. Um, some people have more of a vulnerability to depression, to anxiety, others less. Um, we're not all in the same economic position. So we're all in different stages. And even those who you would think are the most secure are still human and they're going to have their moments and their days. So this teaching that I was talking about was if the foot has a thorn in it, the hand isn't in pain. So the hand has a choice. Do I help the foot, even though I'm not in pain? Or do I basically just say to the foot, that's your problem. I'm not raising a hand or lifting a hand to help you. So I'd like us to all remember this, that we're all interconnected. And there's always going to be somebody who's coping for when you're not. So please reach out. So when you're the one who feels like that foot with a thorn in you, please reach out. There will be a hand. This podcast was brought to you by Discovery. Stay informed. Stay healthy.